you've heard me say many, many times, is the true story of Jesus' gospel mission uh, spreading to the ends of the earth. And we've just read most of the last chapter where the gospel message does get to Rome. Paul gets to Rome along the way. He's been shipwrecked, he's been uh, put in prison, he's been under guard, he's been stoned as if dead, Uh, he's been attacked, Uh, he's was threatened with being flogged, but just as Jesus promised that he would preach in Rome, at the end of Acts, Paul is there, just as Jesus promised. But the last verse is not the end of the story. Because Acts ends with an expectation that the gospel mission keeps going. We don't get a nice, neat wrap-up of Paul's life at the end. We don't get a nice, neat wrap-up of what is going on in Rome. There's this ongoing expectation that Jesus' gospel mission just keeps going on and on and on, right through to us today. And what's here in the final chapter for us helps us to focus on what is the gospel message about, who is the gospel message for, And how is the gospel message shared? This final chapter helps us focus on that. And as we continue on as Jesus' followers, as we continue on in Jesus' gospel mission, we need this focus. What? Who? How? It's good to have focus in life. When I was around about four years old... Uh, my mum sent me to get some milk. Now, I was only about four. Uh, this is a photo from our front veranda of the house that I lived in when I was uh, four until I was about seven. And you can see the shop in the distance, just across the road and down a little bit. And so my mum uh, gave me the $1 coin uh, to go down and buy one litre of milk, uh, which, which she needed uh, pretty much straight away. So off I went. I'd done it before. I could do it again. Off I'd gone. But about half an hour later, I hadn't come back. Uh, My mum's got my baby sister uh, at home trying to put her down to sleep and she's going, where's Russell? It's only across the road and down a couple of doors to go and get the milk and it's more than half an hour. Where is he? She's come out onto the veranda there and she's looking out and she can't see me. She can see other people coming and going from the shop, but she can't see me. She tried to phone uh, the shopkeeper, Mr Collins. He didn't answer the phone. Where's Russell? So I got to bundle up uh, my baby sister and head down and out to the street. She goes into the shop. She couldn't find me there. She checked around the side of the shop and there I was. I had the litre of milk. I had the change that I needed. Everything was okay. I'd done exactly what I told to be except for not come back home. I'd lost some focus. Mum said, what what, what are you doing? Why haven't you come back? What's going on? Uh, Now you've got to understand the kind of things that went on inside my head back then and maybe some of them still uh, go on now, Uh, I had three imaginary pet elephants and I'd taken them around the side of the shop to have a drink from Mr Collins' water bucket uh, while I was getting the milk and they hadn't finished drinking yet. I'd forgotten that mum really needed the milk because I was concerned about the elephants, my pet elephants, three of them, finishing their drink of water before I could actually drag them uh, uh, back home. I couldn't leave until the elephants would come. I lost my focus on buying the milk. Now these couple of questions, what, who, how, enable us to focus 
on what's important in Jesus' gospel mission. These, the answers to these questions are essential to Jesus' gospel mission going on and on and on. Now, has anyone finished writing the words in the balloons for us, copying them down or colouring them in? No? Nobody's finished? You're not finished? You're not finished? Okay, well, we're going to... We've got a hand up over there. Well done, Emily. Okay, what does it say? He proclaimed the Lord Jesus... uh, He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Acts 28.31. We expect the gospel mission to go on and on and on. So now if we turn to page two, uh, boys and girls, if you're not there yet, we're going to answer this question, what is the gospel message about? We can find the answer to verse 23. If you've got a Bible in front of you, please turn your, put your eyes on verse 23. Boys and girls, you can see there in the blue writing, verse 23 printed out. What is the gospel message about? I'm going to read verse 23 for us and see if you can find the answer. From morning till evening, he, this is Paul, explained and declared to them the kingdom of God and tried to convince them about Jesus from the law of Moses and from the prophets. What is the gospel message about? Yeah, the gospel message is about Jesus. Paul is trying to convince them about Jesus. Jesus is what the gospel message is all about. The gospel helps us make sense of the world, the gospel helps us make sense of eternity, the gospel helps us make sense of our place in it because it's about Jesus. Without Jesus, nothing else will make sense. Now, the gospel message does help us know how to live. The gospel message helps us understand what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus, to be people who show love, who care for others, who be kind and generous. But the gospel message is not about being kind. The gospel message gives us a right perspective on the world that God's made and and how we're to care for God's creation as the creatures that he has placed in the world under him. But... The gospel message is not about caring for the world or fixing the world. The gospel message calls us into God's church, calls us into a a local community of believers, but the gospel message is not about the church. Now, children, you've got some pictures there in your uh, boxes with some ticks and some crosses. Is the gospel message about being kind? No, it's not. You can put a cross there. Is the gospel message about fixing the world? No, it's not. You can put a cross there. Is the gospel message about the church? No, it's not. You can put a cross there. These things are good things, but they're not the gospel message The gospel message is about Jesus. And all these other things, they are good things when they flow from who Jesus is and what he has done for us. You see, the gospel message is about Jesus. 
about Jesus as God's Son who came into the world from God to show us God, to live the perfect life that we couldn't, to die the death on the cross that we deserved but couldn't. And he rose to bring the new life that we couldn't achieve or get on our own so that we could be brought into new life with God forever. The gospel message is about who Jesus is and what he has done for us. Now let's move on to our second question. Who is the gospel message for? We're on page three, boys and girls. Who is the gospel message for? This answer is a little bit tricky to find, but we will be able to do it. Verse 28. Verse 28. I'm going to read that for us. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles and they will listen. They will listen. Gentiles, that's right. The gospel message is for Gentiles, which in the context of uh, this chapter and the whole flow of the Bible means the gospel message is for everyone. The gospel message is for Gentiles, which means it is for everyone. You can, boys and girls, you can write the uh, answers in there on your sheet, or if you don't yet know how to write, you can colour in the word Gentiles uh, in the verse there. The verse on your page, not the verse in the church Bible that you're using. Now, Acts tells us the true geography story of the gospel message going from Jerusalem, where to? The ends of the earth. But it also tells us the true ethnic story, the human story of the gospel message going from the Jews, from God's Old Testament people, Israel, from the Jews to the Gentiles and to all peoples. The gospel message going from um, uh, Jerusalem and God's Old Testament people, the Jews, to the ends of the earth and to everyone is not surprising to us, is it? It's something that we're quite familiar with. We're familiar with this wonderful reality that the gospel goes beyond God's Old Testament people, beyond those people that we were reading about in Joshua, that God was settling uh, into that promised land. In the first century, it was blowing people's minds that the gospel would include Gentiles, that the gospel would include the nations, that the gospel would include people of German, Irish, English descent like me, like you. That was a surprise, but that's something that's quite familiar to us today. And because of that, there are two things that we need to be mindful of. Uh, firstly, as the community uh, round about us is increasingly multi-ethnic and we want to celebrate the diversity that comes with that. Uh, as a culture here and as a, a growing multi-ethnic culture here in Australia, as we show respect for all the differences that come with our diversity and as we seek a society that knows peace and happiness as we interact with one another as we uh, maintain our, our cultural and ethnic distinctions, here's the important thing. Ghettos of different religions and beliefs are not a substitute for the gospel message. Here's what I mean by that. There's not an American gospel and an English gospel and an Indian gospel 
and an Uzbekistani gospel. There's not a Buddhist gospel and a Mormon gospel and an indigenous gospel so that different people in different places and from different backgrounds might find their way to God. No, we sang this morning a truth that comes straight out of the Bible, there is no other name. The one gospel message about Jesus is for everyone, for English, for Americans, for Indians, for Uzbekistanis, for Buddhists, for Mormons, for people from indigenous backgrounds. The one gospel message about Jesus is for everyone. That's the first thing. The second thing, as we see the culture round about us here in Australia becoming increasingly post-Christian, it has this sense in which people are moving on to something better. That Christianity, that religion, that belief in a supreme being, that belief in a God is something that holds us back and we need to leave that behind and move on to something more intellectual, something more sophisticated, something more pleasing, something that will give us greater joy and happiness in the world. As that continues, it seems that the culture and values round about us have no overlap or connection with the gospel. Yet, the gospel message is still the one gospel message about Jesus for everyone. Everyone round about us still needs to hear about Jesus. And so no matter how much of a disconnect there seems to be between our world, value, our, our, our world views and our values and our interactions with who God is and, and there being a God, no matter how much of a disconnection there is, never give up on the community that God has placed us in to be patiently, lovingly, warmly, winsomely bearing witness to Jesus. The gospel message about Jesus is for everyone. Boys and girls, everyone that is represented in that globe picture that you have drawn. As if it's God's hands holding the whole world. The gospel message about Jesus is for all of them. Now our last question is how is the gospel message shared? How is the gospel message shared? Verse 31. He, this is Paul, Paul proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. How is the gospel message shared? With all boldness and without hindrance. Now, sometimes the gospel message faces opposition. Sometimes the gospel message does face opposition. In our journey through the book of Acts, we've seen lots of things that look like they're going to stop the gospel message. Can you think of any? Yeah, so when they were, they were put in jail, yeah, Paul and others were put in jail. Paul was bitten by a snake. Yeah, what else has happened to Paul? He was shipwrecked, stoned, that's right, and, and left as if he was dead, and then he uh, came alive. All kinds of things. We can remember the kind of things about Paul, but cast your mind back to the first few chapters of the book of Acts where the believers started to grow out in number and there was this determined effort from the authorities round about them to stop them. Remember they were having their property confiscated and being sold. Some of them were being thrown in jail. Some of them were being killed. Some of them that we don't even know the names of. 
But the gospel message keeps spreading where Jesus wants it to go. For us, there are things round about us that can look like they might stop the gospel. Police, police one, it can look like the authorities might try to stop the gospel message in some places at some times. A teacher, yeah, people who uh, teach us things might try to teach us things that are different to the gospel message. They might try to stop it. We've got there an idol or a statue, other representations of other religions and other gods. Yeah, celebrity, people that we look up to in the world. The law, there might be laws in place to try and stop the gospel message going out. Sport is the last one. Things in life that we enjoy that can just distract us and distract people from the gospel message. But here's the question. Can any of these things stop the gospel message from being spread where Jesus wants it to go? No, it can't. None of those things or none of those people can stop the gospel message from being spread where Jesus wants it to go. Now, sometimes we will feel a little bit less than bold. We might not feel very confident. We might not feel like we know enough words. We might be scared about what the other person will think. But the gospel message will go where Jesus wants it to go. Someone shared with me the other day that they felt a little bit nervous uh, talking about Jesus and sharing about Jesus. But after they showed a kind act to somebody who was very thankful for it, they were able to simply say, I did that because Jesus loves me and Jesus loves you. And left it at that. The gospel message will go where Jesus wants it to go. The book of Acts shows us the true story of the gospel message. It's about Jesus, it is for everyone and it's shared with all boldness and without hindrance. And the book of Acts, as we read it, it encourages us and it inspires us to reach out with the gospel message about Jesus. And God will see that it does spread to the ends of the earth and to every pocket in between. Now, in about the last year of Paul's life, this could have been some of his last writing, his letter to Timothy, who was his, his disciple. Uh, Paul wrote to Timothy several years after when he was in Rome. He was in jail. Uh, this could have been the last year of his life. It could have been the last bit of, the, of, of, of Paul's writing that is recorded in the, book of, in, in, in the New Testament for us. And he shared with Timothy uh, these words from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9. As he looked back on the whole of his life, as he sought to encourage Timothy to keep going, he said, This is my gospel, for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word can be chained. Boys and girls, you've got it written on your sheet there. Did I read that out right then? But God's word can be chained. Or should it be cannot be chained? It's cannot. Have a look in a Bible, 2 Timothy 2.9. Make sure that I am reading out the right words. Paul, at the end of his life said to Timothy, this is my gospel for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal, but God's word cannot 
be changed. That is just as true today. And Acts encourages and inspires us to be reaching out with the gospel message. It's about Jesus, it's for everyone, and it's shared with all boldness and without hindrance.